Okay, so today we start the new Masechta, Masechta Truma, starting from Daf Aleph. Let's begin. So what this means is, first, we, we, we know what truma is. We've discussed truma, truma and master in the past. But the Mishnah is saying now is there are five individuals that cannot mafresh truma. They cannot separate truma. So again, there are two truma. Let's just do a bit of chazar. There's a first truma, which is called truma gudola, which is about a 50th. Um, again, anything that's got truma in front of it is given to the Kohen. And the other truma is uh, is truma meiser. So if you recall, the first meiser master is give it to the levy, then the levy separates the tenth of that, and, get, and that's called truma meiser. So here we're talking about um, doing hafrasha. So chamisha loy trumu, v'im tarmu, if they try to hafrasha, ain't truma truma truma, what they've done is ineffective. So we have the cheroshot of a katan. So the cheroshin shot we know because they're not considered b'nei dat. The interesting thing about a katan is, is that they, even if one is a katan, meaning under the age of 13, or loy vish or they haven't matured, that they can still, they're still in the parish of Nadarim, meaning what's called Mufla Samukhla Ish. If someone's a, a child's uh, 12 years old, then uh, I'm talking about a boy or a girl that's 11, then they can still, if they can be uh, questioned and interrogated, do you understand what you're doing? And if they understand what they're doing, then they're Nadarim and consider Nadarim. So the, what the Mishnah is saying here, nonetheless, a katan will, will learn this in the Gemara exactly why. A katan is out of the parasha when it comes to it, even if he's a mufla samuchlish. Okay? Uh, the special gzerata katov here, according to the Tanakama. So what have we seen? We've seen the cherashat of a katan. If someone goes to somebody else's property, is not made a sheliach, and simply goes and tries to have frasha, that doesn't work meaning you cannot offer somebody else's produce. And the last one is, The last case, the fifth is, if, an, if someone says to a nochri, to a non-Jew, saying, please go to a hafrasha for me, so he tries to nominate him as his shaliach. Still, it wouldn't work as ain't shaliach nochri in this parasha, when it comes to truma, or ain't shaliach nochri, really, uh, with uh, mitzvot. Let's continue. What if we have a cheresh? This is a... Um, just a, one second, let me mute that. Um, so uh, in the beginning, we talked about a cheresh in the first list of five that was said, you do have frasha, that was a, what's called a cheresh, when you cannot, it's a deaf mute. However, here we discuss what a cheresh hamadaber, what about if he can speak, but he cannot hear. So he says, so we say, meaning ideally he shouldn't do have frasha. But if he does to have Russia, it works. So it's not considered a, a, it's not considered like he doesn't have das. It's not like a, a, a proper cherish, if we call it that. Um, and, but then for, if that's the case, why shouldn't he do it? Is because when you do have frasha, you meant to recite a bracha. And ideally, when you say recite a bracha, you meant to hear the bracha. So that's why like, we say cherish she'en shomea umedaber, shouldn't do frasha. But if he does it, it's still fine. Why? Because brachot don't ma'akev. Meaning if you did have frasha without a bracha, anybody does it, really it would still work. So that's why we say um, And then the Mishnah continues, the Cheresh that the Chachim generally talk about when you say Stam Cheresh, that is talking about As I said, that's usually what's called a deaf mute. Next case, now we, now we see um, the other Shittot. So in the, in the beginning of the Mishnah, we said anyone under the age of Barabbat Mitzvah, if they try to have Russia, it does not work. So here we say, Now he doesn't have the drasha that's Mamaya He says that uh, Rebbe says, even a katan can have Russia. However, Biosi says, Rebbe says, Im balo not nedarim, ain't trumato truma, mushubalo not nedarim, trumata truma. 
So we said that only if he, that it really depends because um, he, he effectively associates making a neder with doing, declare, declaring something as being trauma. So therefore it depends. If the katan is the age where, even despite the fact he has shlov serot, he's not, he's not considered a gadol yet. If he's at the age where his nedarim take effect, then so too trauma would work as well. That's opinion of Rabbi Yossi. Okay, that's the Mishnah, which in, in our Mishnah is actually three Mishnah, but let's now begin the Gemara. So Hamishalui Trumel. So why the, where do we learn that these five people can't do Afrasha? So it's the Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman says, Shamalachulun minhacha. He learns the whole thing from the Pasuk. First he says, Truma. The fact that it's mitzvah on Israel do Afrasha, that's Prat Lagoy. That excludes a goy from being a Shaliach. Next, I need to go from the parsha. In other words, because he's excluded from the parsha completely, a shaliach can only be a shaliach if he is shaykh to the parsha. Since he's out of the parsha, he cannot do frasha for you. Me'et kol ish. Now the Tanakhama understands because the Torah says me'et kol ish. The term ish is to cut, explicitly excludes a katan. Next, a sheid ven libo is excludes a cheresh veshota, excludes a uh, deaf mute and a shota because they're not considered having dat to nediv libo. Okay, um, let's continue. And verse and it says, This is a trauma that you should take from there. And that's pra, that's pra, that excludes a case of that excludes someone who tries to afrasha for somebody else without their knowledge. Okay, so there from the therefore from the psukim we have all the uh, the miotim, all the excluded five cases. What now, about a woman? Yeah, sorry, a woman. Isha. Uh, why not? Yes. Not a matter of women, so was it? Um, it's not a mitzvah. She says, "Oh, ish." Um, we'll get to that. Actually, I think I believe in the later Mishnah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but we'll see. Okay, but let's um, let's have a look. I'm going to share with you this sugya. Now, the Gemara says, now it looks a bit overwhelming in the chart, but you'll see just, it's more, this chart's not really necessarily to follow along directly from, but it's more as to sort of lose track of where we are in the sugi. It's more like a map if you sort of use it as that. So the Gemara says, So we see in other sugiot, and the Gemara is going to bring a few proofs of it at the moment, that even if a katan doesn't have dat, doesn't, not considered having understanding of halachic significance, Sometimes what can happen is his ma'asek and mochiach, meaning even though we can, through his actions, it can demonstrate a level of understanding that has significance. Okay, so let's look at the examples. So what we're talking about here is the world of hechsher. So as we've, I think we've discussed this before, that um, when food is plucked from the ground or picked from the tree, it's not immediately susceptible to tumor. Has to come into contact with one of seven liquids. That's hechsher. Okay. Now, um, tal Jew is one of these. So, if a katan takes some produce that is not yet susceptible to tumah, puts on his roof, and it could even be that his intentions are when he's doing so, so that they get wet from the dew that will settle on it over in the morning, it's still not bechiyotan, meaning it still does not be considered susceptible to become susceptible to tumah. Now, important to understand is is that just getting wet doesn't make it susceptible to tumah. It has to be l'ratzon, meaning to the will of the, in concert with the will of the owner or the person. So therefore here, the fact that the katan, if an adult put it on the roof with the intention that the Jew would fall on it, his machshava is significant. So therefore it would be susceptible to tumah. However, a katan 
simply placing on the roof, even if, even if his intention was to do that, it's not significant because there are other reasons why, and it's not mochiach, because there are other reasons why he put on the roof. It could be to get the, the bugs out of it or whatever reason there is. Okay? As we say, So the question is, what would be the ma'aseh that would be mochiach in that case of, of the Jew? Rav Chun Amar betafus bahen betal. One understanding is in the Jew, Jew is settling, he sort of lifts it up. According to some of Farshim, sort of lifts it up so that, it, it, that the Jew can sort of it can come access to the Jew. But the more, I think the simple understanding is Pene Moshe. He says that when the Jew's there, he starts turning over all the produce so it all gets wet as a result of the Jew. So here, that's clearly a mass that's Mochiach. So in that situation, if a Katan did it, it would become Sabdal Tuma. So you see, this is proof number one. I'm going to bring another proof in a moment. That even though we say a katan doesn't have machshava, maaseh is mochiach. A maaseh, in, con- in combination with a particular action, can have significance. So here, you can't get any bigger maaseh than doing hafrasha. I'm separating something to give it to a kohen. Similarly, the next case, but not nami. We've got the second case, number two, on the left-hand side, as it says, horidu chereshot of a katan, afal pi shechishev shiodchu raglea, enem b'chiyotan, shava. So what we're talking about here is, let's say, an animal has dirty feet, and he takes the animal down into the water, to, and he says, even if it's taken down to clean its feet. Now, why is that important? That is because if you're doing it to clean the animal's feet, if an adult did this, then as the animal comes out, what we have now is the water that comes out along with the animal's feet is what's called tlisha laratzon. It's being taken from the ground, willingly so. So therefore, if that water then falls on other food, it would affect hechsha. Okay, but the, in other words, what's important is again, there's machloka Rishonim about this. Um, when we learn, you know, when we learn Mishnah's machshir, it'll be much more clear, but um, that, um, that it's either one or two, one of the two. The tlish has to be Rishon, Laratzon, meaning that it's a detachment from its source, or the placement on the, on the food has to be Laratzon. So here, if you're washing the animal's feet, then your, your tlisha, your take, the water's being removed, detached from the water, laratzon, because you're trying to use that water to clean the animal's feet. So therefore, the animal moves along now, and that, and that water falls on other food, and it can make it susceptible to tumah. The point is, if a katan takes an animal down, there could be an all manner of reasons why he's going there. To, 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 it could just be to call the animal's feet off. It could be any reason. So therefore, it could be taking the animal to walk it through. So therefore, it, that machshava is not significant enough to, if you like, Make that that water that comes off of the animal's feet to affect hechsher. However, a maaseh would the ezui maaseh to him. What would that be? Amar avchuna b'meshav shef b'hem b'mayim. If the katan takes the animal down and starts really rubbing the animal's legs to try and clean it, now you've got a maaseh that's mochiach. You've got a clear action that the the, the what the, the katan is doing is he's taking the animal down to clean the water, and the water is now being detached l'ratzah. So therefore, again, this is case number two. Where we see that even even though generally we disregard a katan's okay, but a katan, let's say a katan's machshava, um, still if it's, if it's a, a maaseh is significant. So he says, "Amar afhacha v'yochiach maaseh shelahem al machshavtam." So why don't we simply say that the fact that during half rasha you can't get a bigger maaseh that's mochiach? What he's doing? So Reb Shmuel says, Reb Shmuel said that Rab Abba b'shem Rebbe Yochanan. It's important that we remember this is Rebbe Yochanan. So the Rebbe Zira Hashem Rabbanin said, it says, by Trum it says, The fact that the Torah says, by Truma, it says, That's what we're saying. 
So, in other words, what he's saying, what Gemara is saying now, is that in Truma, there's a higher level of requirement. The Torah has a reference to Machshava. So therefore, a masa mochiach al kavana is not good enough because you specifically require machshava, and therefore, and a cherashat vakatan says you can't have machshava. It doesn't help saying masa mochiach because masa mochiach, having a masa mochiach isn't equivalent to having this high level requirement of machshava. So therefore, vakano il vakatul bo machshava and masa shalom mochiach. So therefore, in our case, since it says specifically machshava, the maise is not mochiach. Um, so Amr Rav Yossi, Rav Yossi asks as follows, Keshaita, he has a kasha over here. Okay? So at this stage, what we're saying, Rav Yochanan says it, that normally we say maise is mochiach, but truma is different because we say, it says nechshav lachem trumatcha. Okay? This is a kasha of Rav Yossi. Rav Yossi says as follows, Keshaita kamei Rav Shmuel, Harei gitin, by get it says, Harei ein katuv bo machshava, by a get, the writing of a get. Again, the writing of a get has to be lishma. It's not you can't just print it on a printer. You have to have that it's written for the for the purpose of the the individuals getting divorced. Lishma u lishma. But we find by Gitin doesn't say machshava. It just says it has to be lishma. And still we say katan. We say ein masse shelomochiach machshavto. Why? Datanina. Let's have a look. It says in the Mishnah, everyone can write a get. Even a cheroshot of a katan. And Amaravuna, Ravuna says, That's only if there's a gadol standing over him and saying, make sure what you're doing now is Lashem Ploni and Plonit. However, there, Rabbi Yochanan asked the question, for one second, or you've got to give us a here, is Vahaktiv, Vekatav La Lishma. But one second, you need lishma. Now, the fact that Rabbi Yochanan says, but one second, you won't be satisfying lishma, even with a gadol gabab, even though we're going to masa mochiach, means that what? Masa mochiach is not sufficient. What's interesting in that sugya, the conclusion, therefore, is that when it comes to a get, it must be, that, that, that teaching must be shita to Rabbi Meir, that we say edichatima karati, that the critical part is the edichatima, but I don't want to confuse with Gitin now. The point is, the fact that Rabbi Yochanan asked this question for one second, if a katan's writing, and even if a gadol or medagadav, it's going to be a problem of lishma, must mean that what? That maise enu mochiach. And despite the fact it doesn't say machshavave. So again, let's, we've got a clear problem here. <coughs> that what? Rabbi Yochanan says, in our sugya, nechshav lachem trumatchem, only, only when it says machshava do, do we say mice is not mochiach. But in our sugya so far, it seems clear that even without, mach, even without saying nechshav, a katan, according to the kasha raised by Rav Yochanan, a katan, as we say, mice is still is not mochiach. So we say Rav Yaakov bar answers, so one second. So Chaza Rav Yossi, Rav Yossi answers his question. Meaning, it's like, who, uh, what's it called? Um, the expression bubbly, yeah. Okay, so Rabbi Yossi answers, he says, no. It's different. Meaning, there's a difference. So read your Chaim. He says, In other words, a case of a get, the, why, the reason why Masa in Mochiach is because he's not doing it for his own purposes. He's doing it for somebody else. 
And that requires a little bit more understanding than if you're doing something for yourself, meaning understand what you're doing is doing, being done to somebody else. However, here, says, If I'm doing something for myself, I'm certainly more focused and I'm on more understanding what go, what's going on, especially a less sophisticated mind. On your own stuff, you have more attention to what you're doing. If it hadn't said machshava, then what the head ya Amrin would say the Maisev Mochina Machshavtuma. In other words, let's have a look as follows. If we're talking about doing something for somebody else, this is what the Gemara assumes at, mo- at the moment. Then yes, because it requires because that requires a little bit more understanding about what I'm doing is impacting somebody else's things. However, my own things, then really what we'd say is Prakatan. Were not for the fact in Truma, it says um, the, the concept of machshava, then yes, just like the person, if he's taking his animal to wash its feet, or like the cut and taking the animal to wash his feet, or he's taking the produce up onto the, onto the roof for Talta, because he wants it to get moist by the Jew. However, in our case, um, again, I would think by Truma, that because he's doing half Russia for his own things, for his own, he's not doing a running a get for somebody else. People might not even know. Um, and therefore that it's only because a Torah says, that we understand that there's a higher requirement by trauma, even for your own things, it doesn't work. So therefore what the Gemara says, if that's the case, if you're excluding Gitin, you're excluding the Katan from an get because it impacts somebody else or the Cheresh for Gitin for somebody else, one second, then Rav Yaakov Bar Acha says, Ha'ilu katav hu v'giresh hu get hu. That must mean that what? If, let's say, the Cheresh is writing a get for himself, then what do we have here? It doesn't say Nechshav, and I'm doing it, sorry, the Cheresh is doing it for himself, so it should work. And that's, that is, Rav Chaim says, that's the conclusion. Now, importantly, once again, um, here is, you know, let me just read it here before we get move on. Um, he says that Reb Chaim says that's binichuta. Ha ilu katav get latzmok sherabo would be fine. Haktiva umi umatsi nami legareshpo. You'd be able to what divorce his wife with it. The ha ha lav latzorach ploni. He's not doing for somebody else. I say elatzmok doing for himself legareshitishto. Or there and also maisim mochechim alav because he's actually writing get. It's quite clear what he's doing. So here, let's just. What I need you to do is skip the next um, six words. And however, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha says that Rabbi Chia B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan says Cholkin Al Hashoneh Hazeh. What's Cholkin Al Hashoneh Hazeh? He understands this relates to Machlok we're going to see on Amud in, in next in next Amud in a moment, or well, we're just turning over the Amud now. But <coughs> he says it's actually a Machlok between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Chachamim. So let me show, let me show you. Uh, actually, not all of it. Well, let, let's explain. Let's read Chaim inside. You'll see it's clear. He says, "Who Rabbi Shimon and Gamliel? Who shone hapikach shenit cheresh?" He says, "No, the only person who can only cheresh who can write it for himself is who which shita? That is Rabbi Shimon and Gamliel, because he says hapikach shenit cheresh kol sheachol adaber mitoch aktav. Anyone who can write, who can communicate through writing, latzmo kodev lakatzmo vachrim lekaimim katav yado. Then he can simply write it for himself and it will work." They would simply stand by him and instruct him how to do it properly. That's, that's only shit Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. 
And the Chachamim disagree with Svirlu de Loshna, Cheresh Mikara Loshna, Ipikeachu, Minit Cheresh Lo Lam, Din Cheresh Lo. He's a complete, he's a, he's a Cheresh, any Acholichtovet Aget. He's a Cheresh and he can't write a get, doesn't make a difference. Vahatam not small, even if he's writing for himself. Rabbi Yachab Rav Mishmed Ryochan Amra. And Rabbi Yaakov, and, and, and Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov is saying this in the name very, very importantly of who? Rabbi Yochanan. Okay. Alma Kesavar. I think most of what I'm saying is actually copied out from the blue. Alma Kesavar. You see that, that we see that still lo amrina maise mochichalav al machshavadol. Veloosh no meno selachrim, loosh no beselatzmo. And we're basically back to square one. So let me just explain outside. We tried to resolve these two different cases by saying, oh, the case of Truma, is different to the case of um, in the, in the case of Gitin. Why? Because Truma is doing it for himself, and Gitin is doing it for somebody else. So, for some, if he's doing it for somebody else, it wouldn't work. If he's doing it for himself, then But Truma still it doesn't work because he got special pasuk. Okay. <clears throat> However, we've just seen a thing here. According to Rabbi Yaakov Baracha, saying in the name of Yochanan, that said in the name of Yochanan. That what? That it does not make a difference whether it's doing, whether the get is being written for himself or whether it's being written for anybody else. Still, we say the cherish cannot do that, and we say ain masav even though it doesn't say v'nechshav, it doesn't say machshava. So we're back almost back to square one. Our sugya says the stum status is what? Yes, a katan or a cherish masav That even if it doesn't adapt, that actions work, and truma is the exception because of the pasul. But here in this other sugya, we're saying, no, Truma's not the exception. We never say like the case in Gitin. So the Gemara says, oh, no. The two different Rabbi Yochanan's are talking about two different things. It says as follows. What's this talking about? There's a machloka we'll see in a moment. Um, by Kiddushin. Now, Kiddushin, we're going to see in the Gemara in a second, but I'll just say it, I'll put it on the chart here. Kiddushin doesn't mean marrying a woman. Kiddushin talks about Kiddush Mechatat. Okay? Now we see that the Mishnah says, that it doesn't work. That can't do it. And therefore it doesn't. And have a Rabbi Shmuel, but not Rabbi Yochanan ben Bruka says, if you did it on his own, you're right. Have a if he's been instructed by somebody else how to do it and Machshava and all these other things and, and, and directed, then it does work. So how do we understand it then? You see it's machloka whether a katan through with along with actions is considered okay. So the Tanakhama says it's not okay. Must be is the way that Rabbi Yochanan um, Rechon explained the sugya and Gitin. That it doesn't make a difference whether it's running for himself or somebody else. It doesn't work. The way Rabbi Yochanan explained the sugya in the beginning in case of Trumot, that Trumot is the exception Meaning only because it says nechshav lachem trumatchem that it doesn't that 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 uh, katan's out, excluded. Otherwise, a katan machshav that uh, masav does mochiach. That must be according to shitat Rebbe uh, Rebbe Shmuel Benosha Rebbe Yochan Ben Brooker in that Mishnah, as we've got of that long arrow pointing down to it, that says actually the masav is significant for a katan. So, in other words, what we see here, just in a nutshell, to explain at this point in the Gemara, is whether we say katan masav mochiach lav is actually a machlokatanaim. And the first way we explain the trauma is according to one Tana, which was Rabbi Shmuel Benosha, Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Broka. And the second part of the Sukkah, which is explaining Gitin, was explained to the, according to the other Tana that, does, that discounts the, even the Masa of a Kata. Okay.
Having said that, the, what the Gemara does is follows. Let's have a look. This is this is what I just explained. And Rabbi Shmuel ben Olshem Rambuka Omer ben Olo ben Atzmo in Kiddushav Kiddushin or ben Abel Acharim Kiddushav Kiddushin. Now Kiddush Mechatat, what that means is, <coughs> so when you get ashes to Pram Adoma and and sprinkle it on the the, the Mechatat, so the water to turn into Mechatat, and it's that water that is used to matar someone who's tamim that. Okay, let's continue. Tani, Cheres Shot of a Katan. Next uh, sugya. Tani Cheres Shetaram. A cheresh that does take truma, we say in trumata truma, it doesn't work. However, that's beshera cheresh mitchilato. That's only if he was born a cheresh. Aval If, however, he is a pikeach, meaning he was born fully able, and then something happened, and his sorry, his hearing and speech deteriorated. Then we say benit cheresh. We say kotev he can write, but acherim mekayim ktav and Acharim can mekayim kitav yodo. Now this must be, are we talking about Truma? Are we talking about Gitin? And there's a sort of a discussion where we're talking about both, because we started talking about Truma, now we're talking about a get. Um, but what it means, according to, uh, according to Reb Chaim, it sounds like perush v'hu she'acharim omdim ha'gabav she'omrim lo lahafrish o she'omrim lo l'chitov ha'get. He says it's talking about both, Lishma. V'hu she'omea lahem v'kotev And he said, and then, however, the next, Again, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, sorry, the next six words he said he takes out. However, of Yaakov bar Acha, as we said, as we mentioned, my references Machlok in the previous Amod says says as follows: Rebbechia says B'shem what B'shem Rabbi Yochanan it says Cholkin alav hashone hazeh that the Chachim Macholek, as we just explained already, that the Chachim Macholek that what that that even if, <coughs> pardon me, even if he was a pikeach v'nitcharesh. Still, Chachamim say that no, um, he wouldn't be able to write again. So we say as follows. Now, we've just seen a point to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel that what? It makes a difference if it was Cheresh from his birth or what, later on in life. So we've, what the, what the um, Gemara does is it brings some Stam Mishnahs or Stam writers that seem to be Cholek. And the Gemara doesn't want to really want to, wants to try and avoid that, to have a Stam teaching that seems to, and therefore, so it tries to get out of it. You'll see in a minute. It says as follows: <coughs> So, what happens if he becomes a cheresh, or he becomes a shoter? This is after he marries his wife. It says he's not able to divorce her ever. So he says, "But one second, if according to Rabbi Wada, Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel, if he's, if according to him he says if he was born able and then becomes a cheresh, shot, it becomes a deaf mute." Then we said that what, he, according to him, you should be able to write your instructions and that he can communicate through writing. That should be sufficient. So it's, um, so, and this, therefore, the fact that this uh, writer um, doesn't, uh, sorry, I think it's a mission actually, said, um, doesn't, doesn't give that as a possibility uh, must mean that uh, it's a chakash on, on Rabbi Shimon Megamliel. So he says, no, so we, we can, in order to avoid a stam Mishnah being Cholek on Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, we say, no, that Mishnah could be talking about the fact, the case where he just doesn't know how to communicate through writing. And therefore he has no means of communication. And that's why, so now we bring, that was this branch here. Now we've got this branch. Now we've got another Machloka, another uh, Matinta that seems to be Cholek on, uh, this is an Altosefta, on Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. It says, Hamenta Pligi, Harei Shekatav Ktav Yador. 
He wrote in his own, own handwriting, let's take out the word all, she'amar l'sofer, to, to instruct a sofer, katov, to, to write the get, or l'edim, to instruct the edim to then sign on it, afal pisha katfu v'chatmu, even if they go ahead and write the get and sign it, we say, v'natnulo, v'chazar v'natnulo, we say, e'no get, v'natnula, sorry, they wrote the get, gave it to him, and then he gave it to her as wife, because the husband has to give his wife the get, hand to hand, we say, get, it does not, it did not work. Now, once again, why doesn't it work? If we just said that if a cheresh was um, only a cheresh later on in life, as long as he communicates by writing, it would work according to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Here it says, even if he writes his instructions, it doesn't work. So why is that the case? So I'm Rabbi Yosef, I'm a sofa, lady, pliggy. He says, one second, you have to look at the safer. Look at the safer, that same, uh, that the same to safer. It says, ain't get, it's not a get, ad shishmu'u et kolo. It's not a get until you hear his voice. Sh'omar the sofa, that he instructs the sofa directly, tov. Ul edim khtomu. And he tells the edim sign. So he says, lo safta bar ad shishmu'u et kolo ela, afilu hirkim barosho, even if he nodded. The sefer here is referring to an ilem, meaning someone who is mute, who cannot speak. And therefore, the sefer is love davka, meaning it's not saying specifically if he can speak. Afilu hirkim barosho, even if he nodded his head. So we see the sefer is love davka. We see that if he communicates by nodding his head and they test him with yeses and noes and like we'll see in tomorrow's daf, then that's a good instruction that get can be written. So atamar leitkan v'avhacha leitkan. The fact that, and therefore, the fact that the um, the sefer is not dafka and we're mafarishing in a peculiar way that it doesn't mean specifically, um, <coughs> pardon me, doesn't mean specifically, you know, communicating verbally. It can even be through nodding your head. So too, as well, you could say that he communicated through writing. So uh, I'll read you. Rav Chaim says, "Reish nami," as it says, "Reish nami diktani shamar lasofer dahavi mashmas shitzivahu lasofer." That he instructed love daf elakatav shekatav yodah shamar lasofer pereshekatav lacharim shamar lasofer. In other words, what's wrong with the what's wrong with the reish and the sefer in this? In other words, writing is a good form of communication. However, what's wrong with the ratio where it says, it doesn't work? That's because why? Because he, he, he communicated to other people to tell the software. He well, didn't communicate directly to the software. And then, in other words, he's to hand over. He's not he's telling someone else to tell the software. He's telling someone else to tell the Aiden. What? This writing here should really be into this picture. I'll fix a chart later. It says, Because you can't tell someone to tell somebody else. That's You can't tell somebody else. So that's why in the Reisha, it's got nothing to do with the fact he's a Cheresh. The fact is, is because he was using a written form of communication to instruct somebody else. When, now, when the Sefer, however... When he says, Aval, when it says in the Sefer, that's also love dafka. means love dafka because it, all it means until you, the sofer hears directly, or if we say it's love dafka, until it's communicated directly. Okay? And communicating directly could be done through writing just as it could be done through a nod of the head. Okay? So back to here. In other words, this second um, Tosefta, also, which is stum, doesn't have to be a mach, uh, disagreeing with Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel. Because Rabbi Shimon Gamal could say that what? Someone who's born a, a pikeach and becomes a cheresh, he can communicate through writing. Again, 
the only, uh, the, only the, the the first the first uh, missionary we'd rejected by saying that's not a proof against him because it's, maybe he couldn't write in that case. And the second one is that we're, that um, is again it's a it's a mission that not, we, we don't understand it to be dafka. So for the sefer it says it communicated it works. That's communicating through writing directly. The ratio it says writing doesn't work is because you didn't communicate directly. You are telling somebody else to tell the software, telling someone else to tell the Aiden, and that's milimam uh, sushaliach. Let's just finish it. Um, so um mahani. So what is he saying? He's saying as follows. He says, your whole Tayruts came out of the idea that what when it says loss of the shmot kolo ella afil hirkin rosho, you said ah the fact that the sefer when it says until he instructs him directly at shishmat kolo until the sofer hears the voice of the of the baal, you and 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 we said on that that doesn't have to hear his voice it could even be nodding so we built up a whole explanation on that that since the sefer is loved up the whole mission is loved up so he Ramana says no that's a problem. Harakanat Rosho is Shmiat called for Inilem. Because Inilem, as Reb Chaim explains, he is a Pikach Lachol Davar. But for Inilem, for someone who cannot speak, for a mute, his form of communication is simply a nod of the head. So therefore, um, therefore, this Mishnah isn't love Dafka that you can start saying, ah, therefore I've got the flexibility to explain the ratio differently and the safer differently. No, you can't start looking at the Mishnah um, flexibly with flexibility because because Hirkin Rosho is Dibur Yashar for Achilam, and therefore you can't mashma anything, but you can't, can't mashma anything with, from the, with respect to Tiva. And then uh, Tosefta can indeed be, a, if you like, a contradict the opinion of Reb Shem and Ben Gamliel. Okay, that's Shira number one of uh, Truman. Mr. Shem will pick up on this tomorrow. Hiya. Hiya.